This is the Mend It Pass podcast with Chadwick Hayward, episode 33. Hi, Menders. Thanks so much for tuning in to the 33rd episode of the Mend It Pass podcast. Before we get started this week, I would want to remind everyone that Mend It Pass spices are now available online, so it's a great way to get no salt, no sugar, lots of organic ingredient flavoring to your food. They're absolutely delicious. Go on over to shop.menditpass.com to check them out and to purchase them online. While you're there, you can also look. There is uh, Mend It Pass t-shirts as well as Mend It Pass podcast uh, flashing reflector lights, so it's a way to get yourself noticed if you're out running or biking at night. Also, you can look into the Mend It Pass health, nutrition, and life coaching. So if you're looking for someone to give you a little bit of an extra boost, um, my plans are 100% customizable. So we'll basically, in the free initial consultation, we'll sit down, we'll determine what your goals are, what you want to achieve, uh, and then we'll make a plan essentially to get you from where you are today uh, to where you want to be in the future. So I'll help you mend your path together. So now, without further ado, we have a twofer this week. In this episode, I am speaking with both Vicky and Dennis Spraldling. Vicky started her plant-based journey after an orthopedic surgeon suggested she read the China study. It was life-changing for her. Dennis was supportive at home, but ate what he wanted outside, and eventually he suffered a heart attack. He had to undergo a quadruple bypass and had a stint inserted. Vicky refused to allow her husband to be fed the bad advice they were getting, suggesting that Dennis eat a low-carb, high-protein diet. Join me today as Vicky and Dennis share their amazing journey so far and how their lives were changed and saved by plants. Hi, Vicky and Dennis. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you both on. Hi, we're happy to be here. Yeah, it's my first time interviewing a couple, so I'm interested to... Uh, talk about both of your transitions to a whole food plant-based diet, but also the dynamic um, that happened between you two, because you guys didn't transition at the same time. But um, so do you want to tell me a little bit about what your life was like, say, in 2011 or before, before both of you transitioned? Or either of you transitioned, I mean? Okay, uh, well, I'll start because I, I did first. Um, I, I thought my life was pretty good, actually. I was um, a gymnastics coach, I, which sounds, sounds incredible, but I started my gymnastics career at 50. I've never turned a cartwheel in my life, but um, I was a kinder gymnastics coach because I'm extremely good with kids. And I had been doing that, oh, probably about eight or nine years at the time. And um, I, I thought I was pretty good health. But when I'd wake up in the mornings, I would be achy. Uh, my hands would hurt a lot. My knees bothered me. My back bothered me. Um, I had had issues with digestion in my stomach my whole life, but I thought that was normal. I mean, I thought what was happening with me was the way everybody was. Uh, I had high blood pressure. Um, but overall, I thought I was pretty healthy. You know, I was, you know... Uh, 60 years old, um, or almost, you know, almost 60, and um, 
and I, I thought, you know, I'm going to probably have diabetes. My family, you know, I had family history of diabetes. And I thought, you know, well, I'm getting arthritis. That explains the stiffness in my joints. Um, my mother had lupus. I, you know, was very thankful I didn't seem to have that. But I just thought I was, you know, following what was happening. You know, when you, after you get over 50 years old, you start to fall apart. That's what I thought was normal. And then I had broken my arm. And uh, my doctor, Dr. Irvin Sani, um, he, he treated me for almost a year over my broken arm because uh, my body rejected the metal plate he put in it. So we had to redo new surgery. And so this went on. And my last visit with him, I sat down and I said, you know, you've been such a terrific doctor. And I think, you know, I'm probably going to need to come back to you to talk to you about my knees. And my back bothers me a lot. And he's, a, he's an orthopedic surgeon. And he said the strangest thing to me. He said, uh, he sat down and he reached out and touched my knees and he said, tell me what you eat. And I thought, that's the most bizarre question ever. And at the time, I had been a Weight Watcher member for years, you know, never successfully losing all the weight I needed to lose, but, you know, I was trying. So what did you tell him? What, what were you eating at that point? I was eating chicken and fish. I didn't really eat beef, hadn't for years because of Weight Watchers. And I ate, you know, fruits and vegetables. And I tried to stay away from, you know, uh, processed, processed things, you know, like, uh, you know, with a lot of sugar, cakes, donuts, that kind of thing. I didn't yeah. eat that kind of thing. So, but I thought I was eating fairly healthy. I was trying to make myself eat, you know, yogurt. And um, because, you know, during that time, that was kind of when, um, Weight Watchers in the whole country was pushing, you know, you had to have dairy to lose yeah. weight. <laughs> but my whole life, I had not liked dairy products. I had not liked milk. I, I fought my mom over drinking milk my whole life. My grandpa was a dairy farmer, so I was kind of doomed. So anyway, <laughs> after, the, after that conversation with him, he said, well, do you like to read? And I love to read. So I said, yes. He said, well, I want you to go home and, and you know, Get the book, The China Study, by Dr. T. Colin Campbell. Read it, and then let me know what you think. So I went home that afternoon, and being the good little patient, I downloaded The China Study onto my uh, book reader and started reading. And that book changed my life right then and there, that day. I, I have not had an animal product or a dairy product since that, that day. Oh, wow. I started reading, and I could not stop because it was describing my life. It described how I felt. It described the way, you know, what was wrong with my digestion. It described why my mom had lupus. It described, you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh. This, and, and you know, and then it started, I got to the part where it talks about milk being a promoter of prostate cancer, and Dennis at the time was drinking, I don't know what, three gallons of milk a week? Three or four gallons a week. Oh, wow. Milk. Yeah. And I got up and I went and literally running through the house and screaming, telling me, we will not have that stuff in the house anymore. <laughs> that's how dramatic that was for me. Oh, and that's amazing. I, I changed that day and I couldn't hardly sleep trying to read that book. And if anybody, if you've read that book, it's not an easy book to read. It's not like picking up a novel. There's a lot of scientific information and stuff in it. And I tell people that's not the book I recommend to read first, but it's the book that started this whole thing with me. 
yeah it's, um, it's not really written for the layman but no it's not yeah it's not but um it changed my life and i since then i've read over 40 books on the subject <laughs> i just i just went wacko is what i did but i'm so happy that i did because i've been able to help so many people and we're together now we're trying to help a lot of people but well, once you get a taste for it you you just want more and more right 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 well because like within within you know a week i would say i, I like my digestion and, and my stomach problems and all that stuff started to go away and within two weeks i woke up one morning and i remember thinking my hands don't hurt they don't hurt anymore and you know and then like my knees stopped hurting and i stopped having trouble with my back and and then the weight that i had been trying to lose for years just started falling off literally just melting off and over the past five and a half almost six years i've lost 70 pounds oh, without wow. Without even making an effort, I mean, I don't never, not one time did I feel like I was on a diet. I probably, I know I eat more than I ever used to eat. I eat tons of food, tons of potatoes and vegetables and fruits, and I, you know, I'm never hungry because I eat all the time. Big bowls of oatmeal with a cup of berries on it, you know, I eat all the time. And yeah. So your cha your change was profound and your results were profound. Oh yeah. And so you were like you said you were eating uh like a relatively healthy sad like diet uh, before. Yeah. Um so was. was there really that much of a change to to for you when you first adopted it? What did you like what did you switch? I, well, obviously I quit eating any meat products. Yeah. I quit you know any dairy products. The only thing that I think that I probably did have a little struggle with but i didn't i never once even tasted it was that cheese craving okay <laughs> and, yeah and and i would you know because i would i would think about things you know i'd like oh that would be good with melted cheese on it and then i'd be like nope you're not eating that stuff no more okay. and i was able to stop myself but you know since then i've read dr bernard's book the cheese trap and i'm like okay that's why case of morphines there we go yeah. <laughs> right I, you know, there was a scientific reason and when i'm talking to people that that's usually one of the hardest things for people to give up is is cheese and yeah. i'm like well there's a you know there's a scientific reason a biological reason why you're having trouble with the cheese yeah it, it truly is addictive yeah, yeah it is so dennis She's running through the house going, oh, my God, milk and prostate cancer. What What were your first uh, perceptions of this? Well, I wasn't totally convinced. Uh, you know, I I was a bit skeptical. I'd never heard of this before. And so uh, I didn't really take it real, real seriously. And I didn't have any problem with cheese. At least I wasn't aware of any problems. Um, I basically ate whatever she fixed and then in addition to that I would go buy a pizza or I'd go buy a hamburger or whatever so if we went on a trip oftentimes I would order I would get whatever she got so you know I wasn't I wasn't really supportive nor was I trying against it I just said you do your thing and I'll do my thing and, okay and we'll be fine so that was basically my approach did you read the I book no I didn't really read the book um, no, I 
I really just at the point at the point in time where this all started, uh, I was still working and, and extremely busy, and so I didn't uh, I didn't get too involved. In okay. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to get him to watch Forks Over Knives, and I actually thought he had watched it. I, I'd watched excerpts of it, but I'd never watched the complete movie. Okay. So. So what were your perceptions as um, Vicky started like losing weight and some of her medical issues were resolving? Um, did you just kind of brush that off or like, I, I just wonder how, how that made you feel? Well, I was glad that she was losing the weight. That, that part I really appreciated. Uh, with regard, you know, physically, I couldn't see anything physically different in her in that, um, you know, the, the pain in the hands was something that I was aware of, and I thought, well, that's good. But I don't have pain in my hands, so I thought, well, that's not applicable to me. Okay. So. Uh, uh, he pretty much just let me do my own thing, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what he thought, but I think my whole family thought I had totally jumped off the loony <laughs> then. You know, I mean, really, they, I mean, they, uh, the teasing and everything I went through was relentless, and, um. And I think they all thought it was just a phase. Okay. I, I really think, yeah, I think so, they thought yeah, it was, yeah. That must have been hard where, like, after drinking from the well to see others around you um, continuing habits that are not health positive. Um, yeah. How did you overcome that difficulty, Vicki? I probably really haven't. Oh, you haven't? Okay. That's hard. <laughs> I mean that's true. I mean I, I I'm I'm better with it than I was. Um, my daughter and her family are really working hard at changing. My daughter's probably I'd say probably ninety percent change. Her husband, who we love like a son, um, one of the best people you'll ever meet. I wish he did better. I think he when he's away at work and stuff like that, I think he still eats bad. Um, the 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 oldest daughter the one that's away at college she's trying I mean she she still goes out with her friends and eats things she shouldn't eat but she's I think she starts she's starting to see I mean she'll you know fix at home when she's in her apartment she fixes baked potatoes and sweet potatoes and and corn and she'll send me pictures of what she's doing and she so she's making an effort um, the grandson. We've uh, got him doing lots better. He was totally addicted to cheese pizza. Uh, last two weeks, last week, I, I fixed him a pizza here, and I, I did the, the diet cheese on it and shared it with him and his girlfriend. And um, his girlfriend is lactose intolerant, so she was very appreciative. And then we watched What the Health together with them, and they're, they're making an effort, so that's good. My, our son... We're, we haven't been able to reach them yet, but they as they probably eat kind of a healthy version of a sad diet, kind of okay. like I was doing before. So they're not, you know, they don't do a lot of junk food or anything, but it's still hard. And then, you know, this summer when I went to visit my brother, um, he's basically on a keto diet, and that nearly did me in because, you know, our dad died at 63 from a sudden heart attack, I don't want that happening with my brother. I, yeah. you know, I love him. I don't want to lose my brother. So it's still hard when I see people I love 
So, so you know, but I try to help as many people as I can, the people that will listen to me. You know? So, yeah, like when you're interacting with your brother who's on this vastly different diet, does like does the conversation just not come up or um, do, like? Oh, no, it, it came up because okay. his sister can't. <laughs> now, um, and I, I, you know, I asked him to watch uh, Eating uh, eating You Alive with me. I took my videos with me. I, I buy them. As soon as a, a new one comes out, I buy it. I have to own it. It's not enough just to watch it on the internet. I have to have it. And um, so I can share. Yeah. And um, he did watch it. He The problem with him is... His doctor put him on this stupid diet, like, no. <laughs> and so you know, I'm I'm not I'm not just just kind of arguing with my brother. I'm arguing with this doctor, and that you know, people, you believe what your doctor tells you. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. There's, there's my doctor told me to read that book. You know, they're, you know, they've gone to school. They've had all this training, and you think they know. But they don't, so many of them don't know anything about nutrition. I was so lucky and, and we're so thankful to Dr. Sonny that, you know, telling me to read that book. Yeah. Because he, he, my husband probably wouldn't be here if it hadn't been for, you know, me knowing what I'm, I know. Yeah. And, and helping him. Yeah. So Dennis, you, you continued eating the same way for, um, what was it? It was about four years until you had some rather serious medical issues prop up. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I would go in for my annual checkup each year, and my blood test would show that my uh, cholesterol was about 187. And so I was thinking, well, I'm fine. My cholesterol is fine. I was taking, I took um, blood pressure medicine for like 30 years. I took uh, Lipitor for 20 years for cholesterol. Yeah. I took uh, drugs for triglycerides and numerous other drugs for other various ailments. So I thought overall I'm doing exactly what I'm told to do by the doctor. I thought I was in good shape. And yeah, so really those pills and medications are just treating the symptom but not the underlying problem. So it, it all kind of came to a point for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I'm sorry. Just, yeah, it's it's still very emotional for both of us. So we're yeah. give, no, him, I understand. give him a minute. But yeah, it, it those pills give you a false sense of security. You think you're okay. He would come home from the doctor's office and say, you know, well my you know cholesterol is you know one eighty seven, so I'm good. And I'd be like, Well, mine's one thirty five and I don't take pills. Yeah. So I would tell him, I would say that's all chemically induced. You don't, you know, you don't understand because by this time, you know, I had read, you know, maybe 20 books and had, you know, gotten on board with Dr. McDougall and, and I had read uh, Dr. Caldwell's book, Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease. I had, you know, I just, anything I could find, I picked up and I, I either bought the book or I downloaded it to my reader and I read it. I was, yeah. yeah. So I knew what he was telling me was not working, but he, you know, I think, you know, still thought, well, that's just my crazy wife. <laughs> so, <I think. laughs> but, but then uh, I woke up 4.30 one morning and was having a heart attack and uh, told Vicki I needed to go to the hospital. And yeah. 
uh, and I didn't think he was really having a heart attack at the time. I thought, because he had been out, you know, with his chainsaw, you know, cutting, you know, trimming some trees and stuff, and I thought, well, he's probably pulled a muscle, because he didn't, he wasn't doing the things that you hear people are doing, you know, like, yeah. looking back I just had a tightness in my chest, but for some reason I knew it was a heart attack, but it did, you know, I wasn't in excruciating pain, I was still able to talk and walk. And, yeah, um, he, I, it, was, it seemed relatively normal with the exception of the tightness in my chest, and there was no pain in the arm or any okay. other discomfort, mm -hmm. but then um, we did go to the hospital and they said, Mr. Bradley, you're having a heart attack, and so um, they transferred me to another hospital and then they put in a stent to stop the heart attack and then they indicated that I probably needed uh, heart bypass surgery, so they did a quadruple bypass. Okay. Now looking back on it, I wonder if I really needed that quadruple bypass or had I known, if I'd known then what I know today, perhaps I would have said, no, thank you for the stent, I'll, I'll try and get by on my own. But while I was in the hospital, recovering from the heart bypass surgery, um, some things happened, like the head uh, dietitian came in my room one day and said, um, how do you like the food? And I said, oh, to be honest with you, I don't. And so all I was eating at that point, I think, was like Rice Krispies and milk and maybe some juice is all I could stand to eat. Okay. He said, well, we've got some cheeseburger here that I think we'll like. We've got this. Meatloaf, we think you'll like. <laughs> My God. Yeah, this, this is when his wife went nuts. They brought him a cheeseburger, and I thought I was going to murder the lady. <laughs> I don't remember what I said. I just remember I wasn't pleasant. And I'm usually a very nice person, you know, especially out in public. You know, I can get kind of ornery here at home, but out in public, I'm usually very controlled. I, I don't think I was. I think I was very ugly. Well, yeah. Um, because that's kind of stuff that put him in there in the first place. I see you're on fire. Were... Would you like a glass of gas? <laughs> right. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly <laughs> what it was like. But, her, but the, you know, the dietitian's focus, well, you need protein now. And, you know, that classic thing. But uh, after I got home, we had more arguments with the insurance company. They wanted me to eat all kinds of carnation instant breakfast and Things like that. Oh, it was crazy. The pe and the people would call me and they called and would tell me, talk to me about his diet and what it should be. And I'd be like, no, you're not eating that. And uh, so it was. It was a battle with uh, care providers a lot. Oh yeah, it was. It was horrible. While while he was in surgery that afternoon, I sat there and got on on my phone and on Amazon. I ordered him his own copy of Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease. And I told him, you know, life, as you know, it is now changing. This is what you're going to do. And it was no and more so, choice. You were giving him an ultimatum at no, that point. This, and that's what I tell people. Well, when he, he's not eating that way anymore. When he comes home, you know, this is what we're going to do. And the little nurse, they send a little nurse out after you've had a surgery like that. And to, I guess, check on, you know, what your environment's like and what you're doing and see how you're doing and, they, you know, check, you know, and stuff like that. And so, yeah. You know, she came, what, twice, I think? Oh, yeah. yeah Two yeah. times, and she called, and we argued. We had an argument every time she came. I, you know, I threw the book down on the table and said, this is what we're doing, and she did not agree with it. But, but it really wasn't all that simple in the sense that I didn't really read the book. 
and uh, I was in a lot of pain and suffering, and it wasn't until you, you yeah. sent an email. Because he, he said something to me one day after, well, after we had argued with a little nurse out here and the insurance company, you know, telling me that, you know, he needs to be eating lean proteins and all this kind of stuff, you know, meaning me. Yeah. And um, so, he, so he said to me, he said something like, well, you know, maybe they're right. They're, you know, they're doctors and, you know, medical people. And I was like, no, they're not. And I was so angry. Um, so I sat down and I sent an email to Dr. Uh, not ever expecting to hear anything, but I, I just, the Dr. Esselstyn, Caldwell, yeah, Esselstyn, yes, yes, yeah. I always have trouble with his name, and then I sent one to uh, also Dr. John McDougall, and I said, I need help because I don't know what to do, I'm, you know, fighting all these people, you know, I told them my, our story. And that very afternoon, Dr. Esselton called us, and he said, well, let me talk to him. And he didn't talk directly well, to he me. Didn't, he talked, he to, talked to me. I think you didn't really want to talk to him. But anyway, he called, and, and he said, you know, this is what I want you to do. I want, I want you to – I want him to watch Forks Over Knives. I want him to read my book. And I want um, him to look at some articles, recent, more recent articles that he had written. And um, I said, okay, we're going to do that. And he said, I'll check with you next week. And uh, and that was the point where I said, oh, God, this guy's going to call back next week, and I've got to read this book. <laughs> yep. you, you were given a that deadline was, by the that, teacher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, until I felt like I had to read that book. And then so I sat down and read the book, and then I was a believer. Yeah. And so and that's all watched, it took was one book. Yeah. 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 Well, plus the pain and suffering of the heart attack. Of and, course. And the bypass surgery, all of that. But the, but the book was the, was the final straw that said, okay, now I know, know what he's talking about. Now I see what he did in his studies and his, his uh, yeah. work and uh, how those folks reacted and benefited from it. So that's when I decided, okay, I can do this. Yeah. Yeah, and and then and then think I wouldn't say things were easy after that because for the longest time after his surgery, you didn't have your taste buds were messed up. Yeah, and so it was hard. It was hard to find things to cook that that you would like that like to eat. Don't you remember that? Or well, I had trouble. Yes, absolutely, I had trouble, but I was absolutely committed to. Oh it. yeah. And you know, I'm more committed to it, or more, I'm more. Careful now than even Vicky is at this point. So I'm yeah. Okay. Extreme. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is because, like, you know, there, you know, I will allow myself to have, you know, black bean brownies once in a while. Okay. Um, you know, of course, you know, make you know, and, and there's a lot of maple syrup and, and you know sugar in there. Um, you know, I'll allow myself to have stuff like that, and he he doesn't because no, I won't. I won't accept know. any added sugar, oil, or salt, and yeah. I think. At all, yeah. yeah. I don't do any oil. I, I don't do any added oil, um, and that's that's interesting. Uh, in, interesting is well, that's when that's when you really throw people off when you tell them you don't do oil, and they go, well, not even olive oil. I'm like, no. <laughs> and then you have to try to explain that to them, and yeah. they're, you know. 
But olive oil is a healthy oil, Vicky. <laughs> oh yeah, that's weird. Now I got into a long discussion with a lady on the internet about that the other night that I was like, okay, woman, I'm not sure where you're coming from, but you know, because I I know where to find all the all the information, you know, and 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 I know the facts, you know, but um, she and that poor lady's still in denial. So. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's really hard to change anyone's mind on the internet. Right? Yeah, it but, is. And, and it as is. this story yeah. shows, like it's it's hard to change the mind of someone in your home, right? So... Yeah, no, it is. It is. It is very hard, and that's why you know I um, I have a lot of moms or, or wives that are willing to do this and want to do this, but they're they're it's usually the husband that is, you know, they're hesitant or they don't believe it or they think they're gonna you know lose all their muscles because yeah. they're not eating meat or you know there's just you hear all these things and I'm like oh my gosh yeah. and that's why um, I think because I first started trying to get people you know trying to change people or get them to see the light and uh, I talked to a couple moms groups and worked with some people and then I started having people come out to our house once once in a while and then you know this starting in January this year I was having two or three people a week come out here and it kind of got to the point where it was kind of out of hand and then then you and then Dennis started kind of joining me and talking to these people too and um, that, basically we just don't want anybody to go through what we went through no yeah. we don't and so we started this, uh, I went to my church and I said, you know, hey, can I have some meetings here, you know, once a month? And um, they were like, sure, you know, and um, so now we have. We, we have, have monthly meetings. I mean, we have between, I don't know, 60 people. Coming yeah, to the yeah, meetings. the meetings. Oh, wow. and, uh, and so is I'm, it is it like new people every time or is it more of like a support group for people that have adopted a lifestyle? Both. Both? Both. Okay. Both each time, a lot of the people that, and we've got a lot of people really, really working this now, and it's, and it's, we're, we're getting um, feedback, you know, oh my, you know, my blood pressure is down, I, you know, I don't have to take my blood pressure medicine anymore, my doctor says I'm good, you know, and I'm like, wow, that's great, amazing weight loss stories, you know, 40 pounds and, and, you know, 30 pounds, and um, a pre, a girl was pre-diabetic, no longer diabetic. Uh, one of the ladies that I've been working with that doesn't that has been to a couple meetings, but I've been just working with her um, at the gym where we go. Um, she's no longer on diabetic medication just because she listens to me, you know. Yeah. And so it's very rewarding when you see these changes. Um, one lady had fatty liver disease. Yeah, yeah. One we have one lady that we're working with that's got fatty liver disease, and she's your her her liver enzymes are returning to normal. She's almost you know, almost well and no longer pre-diabetic and it's like it's so rewarding and so I'm taking on another challenge now I'm going around to our local restaurants I'm trying to do two to three a week and I walk in with my you know my whole food plant-based list of foods we can have and things that we will not eat and I'm you know talking to these restaurant owners and, and managers and saying you know please you know, my people need a place to eat. Yes, yeah. that's they, awesome. It, it, that, that's 
that's one of the hardest things is, you know, you lose that social aspect, especially, you know, we live in a little South Texas town. And so there's not, not been a whole lot of options, um, but that's changing. Uh, yeah. What's the I, reception you know, like at those restaurants? Remarkably good. Um, one place I went to is a brand new restaurant. Um, they, the, the man that I talked to said, you know, Hey, I think we can do this. I think we can work with this. But he said, I need to talk with our chef and I'll get back with you. Uh, another place I went to, uh, also a new restaurant was delighted. Their daughter is vegan and they were absolutely delighted. The guy is a chef. He got so excited. He started pulling things down and showing me things and saying, you know, I can do this. And, you know, he said, you know, I'd be happy to cook without any oils. Um, oh, that's awesome. He's a chef. So he's real excited. So I went right online and started promoting them, you know. Um, it, another restaurant, the lady was super, super sweet. She was she was like, I'm going to see what I can do. But she's trying to run a full service restaurant out of an old uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken place. And she said, my kitchen is so small. Oh, okay. But she sat, you know, she sat there named, you know, she said, you know, my you know, my dad has diabetes and heart disease and all that, you know, she started naming all these people. And she said, this is so important. And the last thing she said to me was, I hope that everyone will at least take the time and listen to you. And I hope many of the restaurants in here can make some changes for you. And she said, I'm going to see what I can figure out, see if there's something I can figure out to add to our menu. So, you know, her knowing people that are already suffering, she saw what I was talking about. Yeah. And with the, with that, I'm taking them. Um, I wrote write the, each one of them a letter explaining who I am and what I'm doing, and I give them a, a like a list of, you know, the permissible foods and you know ask to be cooked without oil and stuff. And then I also I have I give them I have a oh I guess it's like the handout that I give to all my new members that come to the meetings and it lists, you know, like the documentaries and, you know, some of the books I've read and, you know, places to go on the internet to get recipes and um, YouTube videos that are very helpful. Oh, so awesome. I give that to the restaurant owners also. And then that way I tell them, and then, you know, if you want to know more about what I'm talking about, you know, look at this list and, you know, in your spare time, maybe watch some of these videos. Cause I figure if they know the truth, that might help them make some changes in their restaurant also. Yeah. So how, how long was it? Like, when did you start trying to do more of this outreach just outside of your own, like friends and family? Um, probably a year ago is when the first, or maybe, yeah, probably about, about a year, a year ago. ago. Cause I had, I invited, I put out on Facebook. I said, you know, I'm going to be doing this. And I think I, that first night that I had people, I think I had six ladies come. And okay. I cooked them a meal, and uh, we watched Forks Over Knives. And um, I, you know, I gave them a little bit of information. And then also I went to, uh, I did two talks at uh, MOPS meetings. Um, mothers of Preschoolers. Yeah, Mothers of Preschoolers. Okay. And, uh, and I took, you know, I you know, printed out all this stuff for them and took them there. And then we watched a couple, watched a couple YouTube videos by Dr. Uh, McDougall. Um, and then, you know, I just 
constantly telling people, you know, if you want to know more, you come, you know, come out to my house. And then, like I said, this in January we started having about two or three people a week come, and um, then we had a, a family come, and the complete strangers. I I'm not even sure where they came from. They're lo lovely people, but that's when we decided, okay, this is. This is, we're kind of, you know, getting too much going on at our own home. You know, okay. we need to get this there. So um, the first meeting that we had at the church, uh, myself and my daughter and the church nurse and uh, one other lady did all the cooking for these people. And we had... Um, but the church has been extremely supportive in allowing us to use their yeah. facility, which I we thought... We had was. like 60 people that first meeting. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, amazing. So yeah, it is. It is. And if you, you know, like I said, it's a little South Texas town. So it's... When, when you say little, how little? Like, what, what's the size of your town? Uh, in the city limits itself, roughly 25,000. Of course, okay. there's other people around. But... Yeah, yeah, that's that's fairly small. That's quite a turnout for, for a relatively small yeah. town. Yeah. Right, yeah. And, um, you know, it's funny. When I, when I first did this, I mean, like I said, the teasing was crazy it really was and, and at times it was almost hurtful I've got a pretty strong backbone so I didn't let it get to me but um, some of those very people that used to tease me now come to me and ask for help and um, and some of them are coming to our meetings now because they're uh, they see you know hey you know she wasn't just blowing smoke yeah the girl knows what she's talking about yeah. and you've lost hope 70 pounds. Yeah, I've lost 70 pounds, and uh, I, I look, you know, I can wear the same size I did now before I had kids, you know, which lost, I didn't think that I'd ever had. I've only lost about 35 pounds, but still. Yeah, he didn't different. have that much to lose, and people have said to me many times, well, he didn't look like he, you know, he he didn't look like the typical person that has, you know, heart attack, but you think, you know, the yeah. you know, really overweight person, he, you know. Um, uh, and and it could be body composition changes as well, right? Like you could have lost yeah. more fat and just gained more yeah. lean muscle mass as well, right? Without oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think that's true. When we were when we were home in Illinois this summer and visiting my brother, uh, my cousin who is a a doctor uh, said, uh, and and he wasn't really interested in any of this, which was kind of disappointing too. But one thing he said, he said, Vicky, you look really strong. And I said, I am. I'm a lot stronger now than what I used to be. Hmm. Uh, you know, you know, physically and stuff. And I, I don't know that I, I don't, I don't think I look like I gained a lot of muscle, but I think it, I think I probably have. We still go to the gym three days, three days a week, and so we do exercise in addition, but okay. predominantly it's been change in diet. So did did you start exercising after the food change, or or was it before? I was exercising before. I've okay. gone. I've gone to the gym three times. We do water, water aerobics. She, she's been doing that for a long time before she changed yeah. diet. Yeah. And like I said before this, I was I was a gymnastics coach, so I was you know and then I was coaching three, four, five, and a few six-year-olds, and I you know was spotting them and stuff like that. So I was doing a lot of you know lifting, toddler lifting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And and a lot of running because those toddlers can get away from you and be across that gym and flat. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, like I said, I thought I was pretty. I thought for my age, I thought I was really healthy. 
Yeah. Uh, other than being, you know, I was overweight and the, you know, aches and pains. I just thought, well, this is this is what it's supposed to be. And so you're both off all medications and everything now. Oh yeah, yeah. How how long? Because I think you were taking up to ten medications, right, Dennis? How long was yeah. it before you got off of yours? I did it very gradually, quite frankly. Uh, I would go see my uh, uh, heart doctor, or cardiologist, and. So it was a very slow process for me. I think it was probably over a year before I completed taking all medications. Uh, but, you know, they cut down my blood pressure medicines because my blood pressure was dropping. And so then I would get lightheaded because the got too blood low. pressure medicine would be cut. But, but I did it slowly. I wanted to be make sure that I had everything under control before I did it. Yeah, and that's totally prudent and reasonable. Yeah. I just, on my own, I just quit taking mine. I was like, I'm done with this. And it probably, I don't know, probably a few months in, I was like, I don't need this anymore. You okay. know? Which was, you know, probably not the best idea. So I, I don't tell people to do that. But um, it, it worked. I mean, I'm fine. I'm, you know, absolutely fine now. Yeah. So. so in Texas, how do you find uh, the cost of, of groceries? Has your grocery bill gone up, stayed the same, gone down? Oh, it went down, I think, tremendously. Yeah. yeah. Even with the increase in volume of what you're eating? Oh, gosh, yeah, because what we're eating now is so much cheaper now. now I mean, you can get We buy a lot of dried beans and a lot of dried rice and such. And potatoes. Potatoes. Potatoes yeah. are usually cheap. We try to buy our you know, fruits and vegetables in season. We I do we do eat a lot of frozen vegetables. So I get we get um, big five pound bags of frozen broccoli and okay. uh, five pound bags of you know like uh, stir fry, fry mixes. You know, and we probably we'll probably go through fifteen pounds of those a week easy. Oh, that's awesome. Um, well, and they're so yeah, convenient, right? Yeah, yeah, because you can't always get you know good fresh. You know, vegetables, those you can have year round. And I, they're, they're close to as fresh as you can get. In a lot of cases, like, well, maybe, maybe not in Texas because you're pretty close to the agricultural, but I know, like, I live in Edmonton, which is pretty far north. And most of the year, the fresh produce is on a truck for so long that you're actually getting yeah. fresher uh, when you buy frozen because it's, it's basically frozen on, from the field, right? So, right. Right. Yeah, and I've heard that before too, and I think that's true. Yeah. Because um, you can't, can't always get. I I know broccoli, for instance. A lot of times, you know, I, if I get a head of broccoli because I want I want something fresh, you know, a lot of times it's not it's not crisp. Yeah. But I can always count on you know a big old five pound bag of broccoli <laughs> with frozen, you know, as being good. Yeah. And so obviously, oh, sorry. I'll just say we once a month we go into San Antonio and, and go to Costco and then we buy a bulk items there like frozen berries and and things like that other frozen things yeah yeah big we, bags of steel cut oats and um, stuff like that oh that's so, awesome yeah, I, our, our, yeah our grocery bill went down and that's what I I that's one of the things that you get you know so well you know it's cost too much to eat healthy well no it doesn't. <laughs> Well, and how much are you saving on medications and stuff as well, right? Oh, yeah. That's another thing, yeah. Because uh, those medicines are cheap. And then, and not only just the chronic thing, 
myself, and I don't think you have been either, I haven't had even sniffles for over, it's been almost four years since I've even had like a cold. Oh, wow. You know, so I'm like. I don't think either of us have, no, at least in the past two years since I converted. Yeah, I, yeah, we, so we have, we, we have no need to go see our doctors all the time. And I, before that, before I changed, every fall without, without any doubt it was going to happen. I knew sometime around October I was going to be sick. I was going to have, you know, sinus drainage and everything, and it was probably going to go into a sinus infection, and then I'm going to go see the doctor, and he's going to give me a shot, or he's going to give me, you know, antibiotics and, you know, that whole thing. Well, and then come March, the same thing would happen. And yeah. I just thought, you know, some kind of allergy that was happening in the air, and it probably was allergy, you know, of some sort, but my immune system and my body is so healthy now, it it just passes right on by. But that, you know, that went on for, you know, as long as we've lived in Texas, you know, that I, I had that. So I don't even have to go to the doctor for that stuff anymore. Well, that's absolutely incredible. Yeah. So I usually it's... end by asking my guests if um, they had some advice for a path mender that was either on the fence or just starting their transition. What would that advice be? I guess we'll do one at a time. Yeah. Vicki, what would your advice be? Just do it. Jump over that fence and, and embrace this. So you'll be so happy you did. And Dennis, what, what would you say? Well, I would try to appeal to them on the basis of think about the consequences about you, your family. I think that's it. You know, yeah. if, if you're laying if you're laying there like he was in in your your granddaughter who you love with your whole life is standing there crying, you don't want to go through that. You don't you don't want to see the pain in your family's eyes. You don't that's that was I mean, seeing him in pain the way he was, I mean, this man drives me crazy, but I don't wanna lose him, you know. <laughs> And, and but seeing my grandchildren look at him the way they did, especially my granddaughter, because um, she she went to the hospital. Her her mom brought her that morning, and seeing Taylor standing there in complete pain, you don't want to see that. So do do this for your family, do this for your loved ones, even if you're not ready to do it for yourself. Think of the people you love. Yeah. And Dennis, really, you were lucky because I think 40% of first-time heart attacks are fatal, right? So some people don't get that chance to change after right. their first heart attack. Well, the, the doctor that did the stent said if you hadn't have gotten him here, he would have been gone in an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm not 100% what I used to be. I mean, my mental uh, abilities are not what they used to be before the heart attack and surgery. So... You know, if people could just please just think about the possible consequences, uh, yeah. Well, thank you guys yeah. so much for sharing. I know it's it, it's emotional and it's hard to talk about it, and I I really appreciate you spreading the message so that someone else no, has the that's opportunity. Why we, that's why we do it. It's because it, we we care. We we care. We we don't want anyone else going through this. Thank you it's, so much. It's, 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 it's a path that we wouldn't wish on anybody. Okay, thank you.
Thank you. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Mendit Pass podcast with Chadwick Hayward at www.menditpass.com. If you've enjoyed this week's show, please consider supporting the show on Patreon. So you can find us there at patreon.com forward slash Pass. There's some cool rewards for those who support the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you all next time. Visit MendedPass.com and get back to Bendit.